0: Yeah. yeah. Oh, y'all think it's. Ow, being ow, around here. Well, ain't not. not. The damage like we do is severe. The yeah. reinvention of the fresh brand new every year. The bullets hit in the minutes, blood and flesh flew in the air. We put that work on commercial. We flew in the air. Hit the bar in the weights, and I'm doing the stairs. They say the Lord only you and pursue my career, so I keep a tight circle, I don't move at the squares. Rock a rugby like pool, but put two in your head. If you ain't qualified to kill, you should move to the rim. I'm from Yonkers, had to learn to conquer my fears. In the foreign, had to learn to conquer the gears. It's the kick drum, yeah, it's attached to the snare. I turn the jacks in the back, then I crack your veneers. Nigga stagnate on the block, trapping oh. for where? I'm in the mansion upstate, out back with the dance, Niggas, nigga. Everybody back up. I do you some dirty. You talk to me crazy. I do you some dirty. How I feel lately. I do you some dirty. You I wake up the name neighbors coming through bright and early. Whoa, we got Yo, oh shit. We got a batch of game twos for y'all niggas, man. Yes, sir. It's your boy King known Uncensored. We got game two new music. What? Yeah, but before we get to that game two talk, we got a lot of music news. Flooding, 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 flooding. Future is set to have yet another number one album. I mean, are we even surprised at this point? Seriously. I mean, come on. You knew that motherfucker was going to, uh... You know what I'm saying? You knew he was going to go number one. That's not even a... Future allegedly is going to sell around close to 200000 the first week. Um... Speaking of sales, Kendrick Lamar's pre-sale produ- projections are projected to do 350000 but there's more. Kendrick had posted a picture of two CDs, one called Morale, one called Steppers, which asks the question, um, is he dropping a double album? I mean, shit, the nigga been gone long enough. Nigga, been, nigga ain't dropped an album since 2018. You better have a double disc, motherfucker. Motherfucker been waiting on niggas for five, six years to drop some shit. Shit. Fuck you mean? Nigga better have 40 tracks. And 75% of that shit better be hot too, nigga. Because everybody been waiting. I mean, I can tell because Good Kid, Mad City is still selling records. That's how I know. And another sales projection before it even comes out, Jack Harlow is set to also debut at number one next week when he drops his new album. He's expected to sell 150 to 190 thousand copies. I don't know how these niggas are making the, getting these early projections, but. I, I just report what is being said. Um, Black Star, man, we gonna talk about this shit, man. But before we do that, Drake is funny, dog. Drake funny as fuck. So this guy makes a comment about Drake's son, uh, got, got a, you know, and Ghostwriters and shit and drake responds with i'ma dm your wife she looks miserable and this nigga drake actually dm this man's wife and his dm started going crazy he started showing the comments they was telling the man that he was gonna lose his wife and allegedly this isn't confirmed but allegedly the couple made ten thousand dollars off of this so allegedly, Drake must have sent Shorty some money to 10 grand. <laughs> Ridiculous. Um, Bad news coming out of Golden State. Gary Payton Jr. is out three to five weeks with a dislocated elbow. Man, that's messed up, man. And the irony that fucking champagne poetry instrumental comes on. This shuffler is so petty, just like Drake is. Well, it seems like we got some music. Like, (laughs) and it's not Friday. But we have... A Blackstar album in 2022. Man, listen. This is this is very exciting for me being a, a true hip-hop fan, a real hip-hop fan and whatnot. If you're unfamiliar about who Blackstar is, um, it is a group with Most Deaf and Talib Kweli that debuted in 1998. With their original album, black star and it was a certified hip-hop classic i mean definition man still one of the greatest hip-hop records of all time and i am here to review uh, their new album no fear of time and let me tell you something man talib kwali still sounds fresh most def he sounds great but it sounds like he took a step back a little bit but he's not trash. It's just that, you know, he hadn't done it in a while. So it was like he was getting his feet wet again. But I'm going to go through this uh, project, right? Um, OG. I mean, this is the first track, man. I mean, a lot of these songs didn't have hooks. You know, they really took the tradition of freeform rap. Good to hear. Good to hear them too, man. Opening this album with this, so be it though. This was the track of the album for me. So be it is by far the best song. Most Def and Ty bodied this shit. Sweetheart, sweetheart, sweet odd. Um, definitely a, a most Def a, a track tailored for most Def for sure. And Ty Lib just played cleanup. I think my favorite band um, was the, the most deaf solo song and this was pretty solid not gonna front the main thing is to keep the main thing the main thing another track with yet no hook Yonders this was pretty fucking dope it's another great moment on this project. Yonder's man, these two niggas man was cleaning up. Supreme Alchemy, that was the Talib solo song. So I didn't realize that most and Talib had each had a solo song. But Supreme Alchemy, psh, Talib tore up the tore up that bitch. And then another great moment of No Fear of Time is frequency with Black Thought. Man three of the greatest lyricists three of the greatest conscious rappers all on one track only only nigga that was missing up in that crew was common because uh most deaf black thought common talib they all came in doing similar music and they were a part of a crew and a movement You know, they were branded as uh, neo-soul rap, but they go by the crew of called the Soul Quarians. That's what they were called. But Frequency with Black Thought, definitely a top moment of this album. No Fear of Time. Great closer. Great closer. Had a long ass outro to it, but all in all, No Fear of Time. It was everything I expected it to be. Was it a classic? No. Was it very good and excellent? Yes. Yeah, and this is an album full of bars, full of life lessons, and just great execution. It it looks like Blackstar hadn't lost the step. And um, Future released a released the deluxe edition of I Never Liked You and I'm going to go through this motherfucker line by line No Security with Babyface Ray this was actually surprisingly pretty good I'm not a big fan of Babyface Ray at all but he did okay on here No Security wasn't a wash it was pretty good Like Me with 42 Doug and Little Baby this was pretty cool not mad at this at all affiliated with little Dirk. kind of mid but mm, okay stayed down with little with young scooter never was a fan of young scooter i never seen what people saw in this guy he seemed pretty mid to me but this track is okay of course worst day yo that was fire man i, I mean i love worst day i like i like that song Love Worst Day. I'm glad that he added it to the deluxe edition, man. Because that was a really big single. Just the beginning. I fuck with that. Heavy. Then. Ransom. I didn't realize that last Friday he dropped an album with Big Ghost. Produced by Big Ghost called No Rest for the Wicked. And this wasn't Ransom's best album, but Ransom is still sharp. He's still nice. But as an overall project, I'm not saying that don't check it out. I'm saying that, you know, Ransom has put out better work just from my personal opinion. And, you know, the the run he had last year, you know, you would anticipate that. He would tread upward, but he slid a little bit downward, but that doesn't mean that there isn't any good music on here because there's plenty of good music. The Hawk. Oh, man. Ransom's a fucking problem. Rituals (laughs) with 38 special That was pretty good. Circumstances featuring the game. (sighs) That was ridiculous, man. Overnight success. A little bit disappointed in that. Compromise was cool. Making it was fire. Redemption was pretty solid. I like that track. Captions featuring Tyrant. I ain't gonna lie. Ty, the, the dude Tyrant, he came on there and killed that shit. Imperial Glaciers with Willie the Kid. That was mid as fuck. Willie the Kid, It was. I haven't heard from him since like... Fucking Oak. 809 on those DJ drama tapes like what happened to Willie the Kid The Gambler that was my favorite song on here Ransom just completely massacred this bitch Beautiful Grave sites featuring JR and Black Chakra I never heard of those two rappers but they did pretty good on this song They hung with Ransom on here Great Closer And then we move on. Before we get to this NBA shit, this is the last one. And I promise we'll get to the game twos and the breakdowns. But, you know, I had to uh, set things up. I was only going to do one show. So hang in there, folks. I got y'all. But there has been some crazy shit going on. This nigga Luke from 2 Live Crew. Bruh. So... A former group member of 2 Live Crew named Brother Marquise did an interview with Vlad. I mean, he did a similar interview with the same stories with Doggy Diamonds like prior. But the one with Vlad was the one that hit. And these... And Brother Marquise had some crazy allegations against Luke. But I'm gonna give you what I believe versus what I don't believe. Because Luke came out with a rebuttal And then I watched a video with one of Luke's former artists And she gave the breakdown of the uh, Luke Records contract Now, I'm going to try to cut I'm going to try to make this as brief as possible So Allegedly, the first couple of two live crew projects were not done under contract And so You know, Marquise was just like You know, we weren't under contract For those albums And we felt like, it, you know, him and Fresh Kid Ice Who passed away uh, A few years back Who's the Chinese nigga in the group Chinaman, you know If y'all are familiar with 2 Live Crew a the Chinese nigga in the group So he was saying that Um Luke didn't pay him for those albums. I'm like, y'all wasn't under contract. Did you get a copy of the contract? Did you have a lawyer look over it? Because, you know, he had came in to two live crew. He claimed he came in to two live crew around the same time as Luke. And me personally, you know, it's a long ass story. You can look it up yourself. I'm not going to tell the whole story. I'm going to have y'all niggas look that shit up. But I'm going to give my opinion on it. He said that Luke beat women (laughs) and women beat him back. Some of that is kind of believable. I mean, when you're young, you're wild and you fucking hoes and you are the opening movement of basically, you know what I'm saying, parental advisory stickers and booty shaking. You're going to do some wild-ass shit. I don't believe when Marquis said that Luke shot at the dude with the AR. I don't believe that story with blanks. I don't believe that. (laughs) Luke said, if I pull out an AR-15, I'm shooting that bitch with real bullets. (laughs) I believe that story. But however, Marquis said that Luke went broke and sold the rights to 2 Live Crew to Joel Weinberger. I guess the guy's name is. I don't believe Luke was broke. This nigga broke Trick Daddy, broke Pitbull. He was keeping the 2 Live Crew name around. Poison Clan. I don't think H-Town. I don't think Luke went broke. I don't think so I don't believe that story I really don't however I do believe that Luke did offer you a million dollar deal to go solo right and you said no out of loyalty to Chinaman and uh uh Mr. Mix the DJ I hope I got that right DJ Mr. Mix or some shit like that when you really should have took that million dollars because you claim that the biggest check you received was twenty seven thousand dollars but nigga, you didn't sign a contract until you left luke for the white man this is what i believe happened the white man who was the attorney for luke got into your ear and said luke is robbing you of this amount of money And you went over there with him instead of doing a solo album with Luke records for a million dollars. This guy was was not this nigga did not study the business at all. This nigga went in with his homeboy on some homeboy shit. And then nigga is mad at Luke and say he owe him money. He don't owe you no money. You wasn't under contract, bro. (laughs) He wants another contract. The white man got in your ear. He bought the two live crew catalog. Luke ended up leaving the group. And yo ass got manipulated by the white man the divide and conquer trick. A lot of artists have fell for this. And the white boy took them niggas to the cleaners. Gave him the death contract and bam. You know, Marquise was claiming he went over there Because Luke wasn't paying him I don't believe that story either I just don't Now I do believe the shenanigans You know, Luke looking at y'all crazy Because y'all wasn't smart Y'all didn't negotiate no contracts You just blindly signed a contract that took your publishing, took your name, that took your group. I mean, no wonder why Luke looked at y'all like y'all was begging. Because you was. I mean, you said yourself Luke gave you a house, he gave you a car, paid your mortgage. How are you broke? How are you broke this whole time? I mean, you admit it yourself. You were young and dumb and uninformed of the business. So, real nigga shit, Luke doesn't owe y'all shit. He was nice enough to give y'all a car and a house. I don't know what he gave Fresh Kid Ice. He isn't alive to defend himself. Marquise allegedly claimed that he died, you know, Fresh Kid Ice died, broke and all that shit. I believe that story. But what I don't believe is Luke owes this man anything, bro. He don't. Because you signed a fucked up contract, my dude. You did. And, (laughs) unfortunately, you a broke-ass rapper. A broke famous person. I mean, I like Marquise. But once I watched all three videos, I formed this opinion. Now, let's move on two game twos let's talk about Tuesday Boston beat the dog shit out of Milwaukee man this was a ass whooping that some of y'all fathers should have gave y'all that's how bad this became This got out of hand. As soon as I cut the game on, it was like 3-15. to 15, And they just took off on Giannis and them. Giannis had his worst game that I ever seen. I ain't gonna hold you. He played terrible, man. They won 109-86. to 86. This is crazy. Giannis had 28 points. Granted. But... The decision making, six turnovers. Those turnovers was crazy. Like twenty-eight, nine, and seven is not bad. Drew Holiday shot seven of twenty. Cordy shot five or seven. Pat Connaughton helped out off the bench, but nobody else on the team scored twenty points or more to help Giannis out. But I just believe that Boston was hot. From the field. And they won. They beat them down without Marcus Smart. That's scary. I mean, Tatum, 29 points. 10 of 20 shooting. 5 of 10 from 3. 8 assists. Al Horford, 11 points, 11 rebounds. Jalen Brown, 30 points. This man had 20 in the first half. Grant Williams was huge. 7 of 14. 6 of 9 from 3. 21 points. Seems like Grant Williams is the vocal leader of this team. Seems like he's the Draymond of this team. You know, he's a guy that talks about it and handles his business. I mean, nothing more, nothing less. There's not really much to talk about as this was a must win for the Boston Celtics. Now, Boston has to steal one of those Milwaukee games, and I do believe that they will, since they have the momentum as of right now. I mean, I expect this series to be exciting. I think it's going to go seven games. Boston going to come up out of there. I think Marcus Smart will be back before the series is over. Now, Golden State. Golden mistakes. That's what we should call the Golden State Warriors because they turned over the ball like a motherfucker. Steph and Klay together shot 16 of 44 from the field. That ain't gonna get it done. I know Steph had 27 points and 8 assists and 9 rebounds. He did good as far as the stats. But John ja Morant closed out the Warriors at home, 106-101. to 101. At the beginning of the game, I mean, I told you all about Gary Payton's injury. Two minutes and 52 seconds into the game. Gary Payton... Is hit on the back of the head and landed awkwardly on his elbow, dislocating it in the process. He is expected to miss three to five weeks. Um, I think it was a dirty play, low-key. I ain't going to hold you. It was definitely a flagrant two. The referees definitely made the right call. Despite the contribution, I mean, Golden State got contributions. Clay Thompson played his worst game Of the playoffs. 5 of 19 from the field. 2 of 12 from 3. Unacceptable. You got to play better. Andrew Wiggins. He had the dunk of the night. 16 points. Not too bad for him. Jordan Poole. 20 points off the bench. I mean... Golden State really had this game in the bag. I ain't going to hold you. (laughs) Shit's crazy to me. Because Golden State had many opportunities to win this game. And they basically threw that shit away. I mean, I thought with Steph talking about we got to get greedy and get take both day home games, I thought they was going to do it, but apparently they did not do it, and they were just comfortable with winning one game. And Milwaukee and Golden State channeled the same energy to me as they were just comfortable with stealing one road game. You know, Milwaukee, I mean, yeah, Milwaukee and Golden State think that they're going to win both of their home games. I'm going to tell you something. They're not. I think both series are going to end up 2-2. Two to two. That's just me. Let's talk about Memphis for a second. John ja Morant. Career playoff high. 47 points. <laughs> Patrick Beverly going to tweet. A 47 piece? That didn't happen in our series. <laughs> yeah, because Minnesota. Minnesota. Played pretty good defense on Ja Morant that whole series. Meanwhile, against Golden State, he's cracking off 47 points. Well, let me tell you something. Golden State does not have a rim protector. I mean, Carl Anthony Towns wasn't a rim protector, but he hacked the shit out of your ass. I know that. I mean, Minnesota had great perimeter defense that kept up with Ja. Josh's teammates was what made Memphis advance past the Minnesota Timberwolves. Even Josh's father said he played like shit in that series. Which is why, in this series, Josh Morant, the superstar, has been born. 47 points, eight rebounds, eight assists. Man. Jaron Jackson was Karen Jackson. As he only scored 12 points and 8 rebounds after coming off of a 33-point classic. This dude sells and shoots 3 of 14 from the field. That is unacceptable. However, Zaire Williams, coming back off of that injury he suffered in the Timberwolves series. I think that's what it was. It was the Timberwolves series he suffered that injury in. It's good to see him, the rookie, back on the court as he contributed 14 points, 5 of 9 shooting, 4 of 8 from 3. He hit some big shots. His three-pointer is a lot better than it was in college. He shoots it a lot more confident as well. You know, His release is a lot quicker because in college, his release was a little bit awkward and slow, like Kyle Anderson's shot. But not much to see here. This was pretty much an all jaw show. And Golden State pretty much sold. Now let's move on to today's games. As I told y'all on the last show. And I told y'all on my YouTube page. I told y'all. That Miami was gonna kick the Philadelphia 76ers' ass again. Despite having three players to score over 20 points, that Philadelphia depth came back to haunt them once again. As Miami smacked the shit out of the Sixers, 119 to 103. The whole entire world knew that Philly had no chance without Joel Embiid. Now, guess who showed up to the series today? James Harden showed up to the series. But, 15 attempts still? I mean, Harden had 20 points. I mean, 20 points and 9 assists, that's not bad for him. 6 of 15, 40%, that's not bad for him. I'm used to him shooting 27%. But Tyrese Maxey, that kid is a star. I'm impressed by what I saw. That kid went, ran circles around the heat. But he, they just couldn't get anything from anybody else. Tyrese. Tyrese had 34 points, 12 of 22 shooting. Crazy. Tobias Harris was amazing. 21 points. But Paul Reed, four points. DeAndre Jordan, six points. Denny Green, three points. Forknan Korkmaz, eight points. It's not enough. Miami's a complete team. I mean, Jimmy Butler did his usual 22 points, 12 assists. Six rebounds. Fam at a buyout continues his reign of terror. 23 points, nine rebounds. Tyler Hero was officially announced as the six man of the year yesterday. And he continues doing his six man thing. 18 points. Seven rebounds, three of five from three, six of ten from the field. Victor Oladipo, I told y'all, this nigga was going to be an X-Factor in this series. 19 points, six rebounds. Six of eleven from from the field, three of four from three. Yeah, man, Oladipo is going to be a problem going into that next round because there's no chance that Philly is going to win this series, even with Embiid there. Now he can win a couple of uh, a couple of games. Miami can't go up 3-0. Joel Embiid has to be Joel Embiid. And the last game of the day, Dallas and Phoenix. As Phoenix completely destroyed Dallas, 129-109. to And Luka Doncic got into it with the crowd. Shit is crazy. Jalen Brunson continues to sell. That nigga sold more houses than a a realtor. I'm telling you, nine points, three of 12 in the field. What happened to Jalen Brunson? It's like he's hesitating a lot more. Like in the Utah series, he was comfortable. He wasn't scared. I guess Phoenix, you know, size has intimidated Jalen Brunson, you know, this nigga, Jay Crowder, just walked by and called this nigga bitch-ass nigga. And he ain't do anything. I'm just saying. Reggie Bullock, though, he tried to keep Dallas in the game. He had 16 points, 5 of a 9, shooting 4 of 8 from 3. Luka Doncic, 35 points, 7 assists, 5 rebounds. Luka Farley was firing, but... Chris Paul was cooking that nigga boy Every time What I noticed in that second half When they would scream For Chris Paul Luca's man Would scream Chris Paul's man And then Chris Paul would be on Luca And Chris Paul took Luca to school This 37 year old man was cooking Luca something terrible. Something scandalous. Chris Paul had 28 points, 8 assists, 6 rebounds. Incredible game. I don't know. I ain't gonna hold y'all up. Chris Paul, if there was an MVP for the playoffs, Chris Paul might be that guy. I ain't gonna I, I ain't gonna hold y'all up. One bit. This dude has tapped in into a different part of his game. I have never seen before because Chris Paul, you know, he would either get injured at the wrong time or he would sell or choke. This 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 Phoenix Suns, Chris Paul is an animal, is a killer, ain't worried about assist to turnover ratio at all. He doesn't give a fuck. He cares about the W now. He knew last year that they should have won the championship. And I think that Chris Paul is a man on the mission. And Devin Booker, it looks like he's pretty much 100%. It looks like he's fully back because he he had 30 points, 11 of 19 shooting, five of eight from three. This guy. Like... These motherfuckers was raining threes. Like they, they shot fifty-two percent from three. Sixty-five percent from the field, y'all. That is ridiculous. That is super ridiculous. Like Bismack Biambo, JaVale McGee provided quality minutes. This was a complete ass whooping. Now, the question is, can Phoenix pull off the sweep? Well, if there's any team that can pull off a sweep, it's Phoenix. Now, I don't think that they're going to do it. I think Dallas is going to take a couple of games, but we have to see what Dallas does at home before we could judge. We got uh, got basically a 2-1-1 series, 2-2-0 series, and as I always say, the series does not start until the first team wins three games. That'll prove how much of a man you really are. But other than that, I'm going to get up out of here. This is King known Uncensored, game two, new music, what? And I'm out of here.